drop. The Firstborn Son, The Torso, The Bound Woman, The Withered Lover, The Torn Prince, The Angry Princess, The Pilgrimess, The Great Child and Dire Mother, The Hammer, The Jackal, The Joggernaut, The Broken Heart, Shaggy, Monk, and Shannon Elizabeth. Grab your scooters and light up safety goggles, kids. We're talking about the 13 ghosts. Welcome back, everybody, to the Be Kind Rewind. I have to welcome my guest today. A guest. She's pretty much <laughs> her. She hasn't even unpacked her bag yet, but it's sitting there ready to go. Uh, our, our podcast Padawan. Our uh, I don't know what else I could call her. Um, Carissa Sutton. Welcome back to the show. Hi, friends. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Always a treat to have you. I always know when Chris is coming, it's always going to be a fun time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are talking about a movie, a little bit different episode tonight. We're talking, it's a, our first horror movie, I believe. Uh, if you can call yeah, this is a horror movie. It's a- it is a horror movie, yeah, for sure. Um, we're talking about the uh, October 26th, 2001 classic 13 Ghosts, starring um, Matthew Lillard. Tony Shalhoub, and my personal favorite, F. Murray Abraham. Oh, my goodness, gravy. Another interesting thing about this movie is I had never seen it before. Um, Since the very beginning of this show, I came up with the idea, so I (laughs) I was selfish, and I picked the movies most of the time and were movies that I had seen before and were well versed into them. This one... I had not seen before. I'd heard a lot about it. I was around when it came out, but October 26th, 2001, a horror movie was just not something that I don't think I felt like I could go sit through at the time. So, uh, I it's a movie that I this was a movie that I always wanted to check out but never did. So, uh, guys, guys, guys. I'm one and two. (laughs) You're one and two. I'm one and two. (laughs) (laughs) I win. So, the 13 Ghosts. Now, Chrissy, you had seen this before. Yes, I love this. You had seen it since you were, you said that you were 15. 15 when it came out. I think roughly. All right. No, I was, yeah, I I just turned 15. And I've always loved horror movies. Mm -hmm. And I, I always love, it's not necessarily gory ones because, like, Jason, Freddy Krueger, all those kind of stuff. Those seemed all very one note for me. They're okay. all very, you know, I'm just going to kill a bunch of people and here we are. But I enjoyed The Sixth Sense because it had a story plot and 13 Ghosts has a story plot and Scream series has always been fun for me. Yeah, you were talking before that you loved the Scream series. Love the Scream series. Mm-hmm. The, the, what, what, what do you say, Brett? The quad- quadrilogy. quadrilogy. The quadrilogy plus now, the series. Now the quadrilogy. I've not seen the series. I refuse to watch that. I haven't seen the series. But <laughs> no, I, I've I've always loved the trilogy before the you know the fourth one came out, and it was always kind of this. And I feel like Thirteen Ghosts had the same a similar like '90s horror feel, as far as especially with Kathy's character, where she's yes. just like, "Oh my god, I hope the bathroom's in the basement. This bathroom's amazing." <laughs> oh, and Shannon, just, Shannon Elizabeth yeah, character. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very '90s American, especially because she was American Pie, and I'd forgotten that she was in this movie. And I've seen American Pie many times since then, so I like still associate her with Nadia. So it's hard for me to see her as you know this anybody else. Yeah, she doesn't speak with a weird accent. (laughs) I just see her face, and And I can't see her boobs. Well, (laughs) right. And then uh, we what we say she was 28 when she made this movie. Mm -hmm. So I'm like that makes a lot more sense. Like, (laughs) well, let's take her calling him daddy (laughs) is kind of a different connotation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, through 2019 eyes. Yeah, they're like. Well, that's what jumped out at me too right away was the very progressive feel because it's like halfway through the film before you, under, you realize that the other gal in that movie is the nanny 
but they're all just kind of hanging out, making breakfast together. You know, they say right away that they're having money problems. Yeah. So you wouldn't associate that this person who was there was actually the nanny. It's like, right. oh, this is, this is a nice money problem, but you have a nanny. But house? this is this is a nice, just well-balanced poly family. And I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I dig right. it. <laughs> this right. Is great. And then you're like, mm, oh, wait, oh, nope, but, that's his nope. daughter. And that's the nanny for the clearly 12 year old boy. <laughs> 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 Times have been tough on Monk. <laughs> right. Oh man! All right, so let's let's step back a little bit and talk about the Thirteen Ghosts as a movie. Um, takes place in there, there's a genre of horror that was really popular, and they mentioned it. Uh, if you watch the 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 DVD of this, or if you find it online, there's a thing called a documentary called Thirteen Ghosts Revealed, and in that they talk about this is a uh, sort of an homage, sort of. Uh, harkens back to the genres of horror movies that were one location, kind of like the house on Haunted Hill, which came out. Uh, they they actually parlayed the success of that into this movie. That makes sense. Yeah. And just a big spooky house with paranormal things happening in it. I mean, you can go back to the 50s and 60s, and that's basically what it was. You know, Like I said, the house on Haunted Hill. This 13 Ghosts actually was a, a, a movie from the 60s that they remade. That's what this movie is actually a remake. I did not know that. You didn't know that? Yeah. I didn't. This is actually a remake of a movie from the 60s. So they really were going for that feel. And the house, the haunt, the proverbial haunted house in this movie is fascinating to me. And I wish that they had spent more time because, I mean, and it's a glass house. Mm-hmm. And every, and that's why she was talking when you mentioned about the host of Adam was in the basement because yeah. when they first get to the house, they can shine a flashlight through the entire house. And I really thought that was really cool. And I, I don't know how you could spend more time because the whole movie takes place inside. It just doesn't. It was it, really fascinating, the house itself. And I, I don't know, maybe just because I'm an old man now, I want to learn more about how this house works because it's all <laughs> just a moving labyrinth of a house. It's all like a clockwork mechanical house. Well, it really is. Well, and, true. And I'm wondering because so it, it when you get there, you can try and you can try light through the entire mm-hmm. thing. But then the lawyer comes and takes the money off the mm-hmm. pedestal and starts the whole thing in motion. And then basically it's walls on the outside. And mm-hmm. do those walls go up on the inside? Because I didn't see really see any walls go up on the inside. It looked still like a bunch of glass. But well, it was just the glass walls. Can you know your staircase right. is going this way, and then it turns and goes the other way. It's yeah. like a Hogwarts yeah. house that does that. But um, I don't know. It was just really fascinating to me how it worked out, and and I I, I don't know. I just was just fixated on the the way the house worked. And then the reveal that the house was designed by the devil, powered by ghosts. Is it bad that I really wanted that house at that point? Like, <laughs> a house that's designed by the devil. Oh, you mean perfect? It's my home he's now. Taking Thanks, architecture, he's taking architecture classes, and he's got his own. <laughs> that's what I'm imagining. Because I imagine a much softer devil than than back then. Now he's like really, you know. he's like really strict on OSHA rules. <laughs> like that. Don't want to pay any overtime. <laughs> His mechanical, it's a mechanical glass house that has right. to be up to code. So the house itself that this movie takes place in was fascinating. And I really thought it was it was interesting because, yeah, the family that the movie is about, they inherit this house from a crazy uncle, F. Murray Abraham, who I think really deserves a lot of credit. Uh, F. Murray Abraham is in so much stuff that you would you'd get lost. And if you start looking at his filmography, he's been in literally everything. For sure. And but yeah, he's the the crazy uncle in this film that bequeaths his house to his um, nephew, strange nephew, a strange nephew. I think my favorite part of his video was, "I just want to get to know my nephew better." <laughs> yeah, like, oh, right? that's so sweet. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Little going, do in, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, so going into this movie, not having seen it before, uh, the very opening scene, which takes place in a junkyard, uh, was awesome. It took me a while to kind of piece it together what was happening. Uh, they told a lot of backstory in an actual pretty gruesome, pretty gruesome action sequence. You want to walk us through that, there, Chris? Oh man! Oh yeah! No. Oh, Matthew, Matthew Lillard, my buddy, my little friend. Matthew Lillard is awesome. Yes, so he good. is. He's so good in this, especially in. Yeah, he I mean, kills this movie. Is yeah. 
is is yeah a Matthew Illard movie oh, more than for anything sure. else. He so good. A shining light. He in this film. oh man through the entire thing is between his sarcastic quips and his and just being him. So you know the beginning there's a junkyard and and it's revealed that uh, you know this rich which rich white guy go figure <laughs> is uh, is hunting ghosts and we're not quite sure why we you know we find out later and uh, he has Matthew Lillard or Dennis as his ghost hunter basically because he is he is a a seer a you know a um, psychic a psychic and you know someone that can can see ghosts feel them that kind of stuff. And uh, so they're in there and they're hunting this this ghost because we're we're talking about the thirteen ghosts, right? And we find out later that they're hunting the twelfth, which is Juggernaut, which is the gangster one of the twelve, right? Just the one that you mm-hmm. fear the most. And you know he goes into this this vision and he says, "You said he only killed nine people. There's forty people dead in this vision, dead." And he's like, "Oh, he killed nine people when he was alive." <laughs> But he's been busy since then. <laughs> what? Get out. So then, crazy Uncle Cyrus comes and says, and they have a whole team there to catch him because they have this. this I love the ghost hunting team. They're all wearing their too. see-through safety yeah. jackets. <laughs> right. Like this, I want to, like, oh, that that could be a movie right there. This <laughs> ghost hunting, Ghostbusters kind of group of people that are collecting these ghosts and putting them in these glass containers. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They were just. I don't know. There was just something about that that was awesome. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I felt that way too. And like, they were like, bring in the cube. And I was like, the cube. And I yeah. see it come in. I was like, oh yeah. Cause I haven't seen it in forever. So I'm like, okay. And then once I watched the rest of it, it made more sense, but they bring in this basically, you know, ghost catching cube. And, uh, then he says, bring in the bait. And Dennis goes, oh, what, what, what bait? Huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. We haven't needed bait before. What? What? So they bring in this truck of blood and spray oh, it right. everywhere. They spray a go- uh, yeah, a truck of pa- a truck yep. full of blood for whatever reason to get yep. the, the juggernaut, which is yep. the big tall ghost. Uh-huh. So they bring yeah. in the cube and and there's one scene where this guy he he I don't know why he's at the top of this uh of the of pile of cars that and he opens the hood for whatever is trying to open the hood for whatever reason then he gets sucked in by his torso, folding him backwards in half. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like, totally missed last night oh when man, I watched this. Totally I missed it. it. Yeah, yeah, that part was awesome. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, I totally forgot like, oh, it was the first was time great. I watched it. I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and I was watching them with this. And, it's, and as soon as it started with that, and of course, Matthew Lillard, I was like, yes, 90s horror. <laughs> yeah, he's the only this one is the that. the best. I, I think the only one that who actually like acted in this movie like he actually you bought it from the moment you 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 meet his character you bought it yeah he is he's been helping this rich guy catch these ghosts yeah he's sick of it and he wants to be done but he's still doing his job that he was paid for yep or hasn't been paid for is no promise to be paid for for. that's the worst part about this whole thing so cares enough to show up when the family gets there to try to go in and and figure out what you know why he was collecting all these ghosts because i don't think it's clear that he knew he was actually going to store them in his basement. I don't think. The F. I, Abraham's I think once him. once he found out that they were that he was storing them down there, that's when he was looking through the house. He he didn't realize the nephew was coming. I don't think. I don't. From that scene that I saw, he was kind of like surprised. Yeah, well, he was dressed like, as a he was dressed as a, a, a electrician, so he needed to get into the house. Right. So he kind of knew, but still, it wasn't until he got in there because I think he was more than he just needed to get his money. Yeah. But then he realized, oh. Well, as soon shoot. as as soon as he touched nephew i can't remember his name for the life of me and i watched the character's it name three times today you know what's kind of weird but, about that though is that um when he so- says it once well when somebody dies though and their their estate kind of goes into like uh like probate you know yeah and then any debts that are owed mm-hmm. can be claimed so matthew lord didn't have to go through all the trouble of like pretending no to be he didn't really he could have just gone to the attorney and been like i was owed this much money mm-hmm. give it as, Give it here. <laughs> as long as he had proof that he this was an outstanding True. date. I mean, True. I, are you going to put that in writing? I'm going to help you collect these ghosts <laughs> in these and glass I did. boxes. <laughs> and I did. They're there. I promise. Have these you guys point. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Virtual reality style. <laughs> At this point, I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up that shortly, let's see, mid-2000s. Okay, this came out in 2001. 
early to mid 2000s, I totally bought in the ghost hunting craze. Totally bought into it. I have, I still have ghost hunting equipment. I have a K2 <laughs> meter. I have a, a, I have a whole wireless uh, camera setup, and uh, complete. And we even went ghost hunting several times. Yes, I totally. Are we gonna into do it. a be kind rewind ghost oh hunting gosh, trip? Because yeah. I feel like I'm down. I for still that. have all this equipment. Me and my best friend Jeremiah. We had our own team. We went. Uh, we, we we ghost hunted two or three different places. Uh, you gotta ghost hunt the basement here. Oh yeah. Oh no, we we and he's not doing it by himself. Okay. We're doing it. We're doing it as a team. Let's do it as a crew. We'll definitely ghost hunt that. Uh, we. Um. If you if if anybody from this organization hears this and has a problem with this, uh, oh well, it was 15 years ago. But we were actually able to get into the Boise Little Theater Ooh. after they were, after they was locked down. Nobody was there. It was just me and my team, and we spent all night wandering around Boise Little Theater. <laughs> my team. We had a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tree City Paranormal. Oh my god. <laughs> Tree City Paranormal. <laughs> yep. Yes. Heck yeah. Yep. It was awesome. We have a yeah. It was great. This is we the did, best day of my life. Yeah, we actually we got into uh, we we did we did the we did that we did. Um, uh, er, uh, Ernest Hemingway used to hang out in like Cary, Idaho, mm-hmm. and there is a it's an actual like convenience store, uh, post office, little just center of town little place that he used to frequent mm-hmm. when it was at a restaurant back then. We ghost hunted that place. We got down in the basement, which is like four times as big as what's upstairs. Uh, it's just this big, huge room. Yeah. Oh yeah, we totally bought into it. So I when love they, it. so when he brought out that glass, the the glass cube is a real thing that ghost hunters. And if you could, if you can't see this at home, but I am doing this. Quoting, which, air, quotes. Quotes. air quotes, air quotes, air quotes for the win. The these glass cubes are a real thing that people believe they can capture ghosts in and ghosts are attracted to lights and things are you that they sure put in. you haven't seen this movie before i had before not seen this movie this before but the, 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 when, yeah, when they brought out this, like this, cr- this glass shoot you crate, into it you know when i brought when they brought out this glass crate it's like oh my gosh i've seen one of these before this is insane <laughs> it was awesome and they were able to capture this ghost inside uh this thing yeah i i totally bought into it and i totally thought that it was completely real we, now we did get some footage of we we were actually um upstairs over the stage there's a catwalk a little rickety catwalk and the catwalk is in a t-shape and me and jeremiah and uh then remember our team um his sister heather were on a, we were at the three ends of this t and we were filming the middle of the where the, the cross section was, and there's like a control panel, like just old electronic equipment, okay, just sitting there and it's not plugged in anything. But these little devices we have would it still register that there was something? So we put this little K2 meter, and I should have brought it. I didn't realize we were going to be talking about this, but so you we didn't. The, we never realized what really, we're talking about until we no, do. I, I mean, know. I feel. So, we put the little K2 minute meter and I put it right in front of the camera. We stuck, no one's touching it. And we just started asking questions into the ethereal. All right. Just asking questions. And sure as shit, this thing would respond to us. This thing would light up in response. And it was unreal. It's like, are, you know, is it, are you male or female? Are you male? Light this up. If you're female, light this up. And it started lighting up. <laughs> We we narrowed it down that it was two thousand. No, it was uh, ni- it was like the nineteen seventies. Uh, uh, she was um, she's just responding. To, it was just lighting up to, to our random questions and stuff. Um, I don't think that's necessarily fake at all. Well, I, I, I think, think what it was is what we yeah, it was fantastic and completely nonsense. Oh yeah, I love you could it. Totally. You know, it, it didn't have any, like, rhyme or... There was no, like, pattern gotcha. to the lights. Makes sense. So you can reasonably say, like, there's absolutely zero scientific credibility to it. Right. I was there, and it was fascinating to see, but it was probably just a coincidence this thing was happened to be lit. Now, granted, uh, we asked us we asked us if we wanted it to leave, and it lit up like a Christmas tree, and then it stopped asking our quest- answering our questions. So we respected it, and we left, because we said, if you... 
want us to leave, light this up, and we will leave. Yeah, will tell leave. me that ain't real. And then it lit up like crazy, and then that was the last thing it did. And we stayed there for a little, nothing happened, and we took our equipment and left. So did we catch a, a ghost? No, we didn't catch a ghost. Did we have a really cool thing that happened? Yeah. But by no means <laughs> did we <laughs> capture one. Were you in, one, in a cube and, and put it in a the cube. juggernauts? <laughs> yeah. Well, Style. I'm a believer. <laughs> yeah. I'm there. I'm sold. There's an afterlife, and we like to, and we like the theater community in this town. <laughs> well, shoot. When I, when I first moved into my place, like my dog used to bark at my second bedroom constantly. And she still gets a little weary in there now that there's the second person in there. But she, con- all the time, she would be on this like guard constantly looking at this other room. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? Nothing. Well, nothing was ever messed with. But I'm like, my poor baby is just like constantly in anxiety <laughs> mode. I'm like, so I'm right there. Anyway. Um, can I say about this movie really quick? Yes, please. Uh, I watched it way back when. And yeah. I just watched a, a little bit of it just before we started recording. And something that I really liked about this movie was I think that uh, it, when you have such a huge, like 13 is a large number. It's a like, huge. It, it's, too, it's too many for yeah. sure. But. I do think they did a good job of making all 13 ghosts look have like distinct looks to them. Like none Correct. of them really look the same. Like no. every time you see one you're not really confused as to right. which ghost it is. Correct. You're like 100%. Oh, that's the guy with giant nails through his body. Mm-hmm. That's the the big giant one. That's the one that's with the, the cage hammer. on his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all have like distinct features which mm-hmm. makes it so it's not like for such a big number like 13 uh it makes it so it's not as confusing well it made it really wonderful later on when she was talking about um so you you've seen all basically all the ghosts up to the point where she explains what he needed to make his machine from the devil work Mm -hmm. and she talks about the firstborn son and then the torso and the wilted lover is where we go into Mm gene which is you know arthur's that was oh my gosh i know i deceased watch i didn't cry today at all no not at all (laughs) you know the angry pilgrimist the pilgrimist as she lies (laughs) (laughs) through my teeth you know so the the nice part about it is that it it gives a human face to this 15th century document that was written about all these things to make this uh this machine work yeah and so i i I agree with you on that 100 percent because you you as soon as you hear about you know um the angry princess automatically you think of (laughs) the blonde with big boobs and a a knife in her hand because she's pissed Mm -hmm. and I think they did a good job with her, too, just because um, I might have just finished watching the third season, 13 Reasons Why, so I'm, <laughs> I'm all savvy yeah, about so that you're all stuff. So, yeah, let's but, really just get yourself emotional, <laughs> emotionally vulnerable that. and then oh, talk about dead people. Well, and then, and then, <laughs> and then uh, uh, they show her, her death scene in the bathtub and on the floor. There's blood everywhere in the bathroom. You know, it's mm-hmm. the, the bathroom that Kathy's in and... Um, you know, the, 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 the sort of teenage daughter, the non-teenage daughter. The 28-year-old um, teenager. The 28-year-old teenager is in. And uh, there's blood everywhere. It shows her kind of like sort of doing her hair, not really doing anything with mm-hmm. herself, you know, 90s style. And then there's I'm sorry written in blood on the floor. And it just like my Ooh. heart broke because there are so many times personally, especially for women, where we're – taught that we need to say i'm sorry or like mm-hmm. you know somebody runs at us and we're the ones apologizing mm-hmm. and things like that and that's that's a big thing for me and it's 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 hard for me to watch that because it's just it's there's i'm sorry for being a burden i'm sorry for being me i'm sorry for just taking up mm-hmm. my space in this world and and looking at it that way and seeing this girl that basically committed suicide because of that, it just, it, my heart broke when I watched that. And that's part of the reason I have a tattoo on my leg that says, be unapologetic. Ooh, yeah. nice. Very cool. I'm Chris. Oh, that's great. That's a good take on that. I didn't pick up on that right away. I, I, I enjoyed the way it looked. I, I could have gone without the boobs because you don't need that. Yeah, it was, it was but, unnecessary. But it's the '90s but, horror. Of course, you have boobs. You need the boobs. They weren't even. They were. They were like clay. They yeah, were. They were like they a were bad breastplate. Yeah. Well, you know what I'll, I think though is when you when you see nudity in a way that's more that's not meant to really be sexy. I think it can it's, be off-putting. But I think off-putting in like a good way. 
in like yeah. terms of horror because when you see somebody that's naked and they're not trying to be like seductive and she's kind of like torn up you know mm-hmm. it's it's off-putting but it's it, for me it works for like a ghost who is supposed to be scary because it's like oh i, I don't... love that yeah i that's love really, that really take i didn't even think of the, anything like that i'm just looking at you know the graphics and kind of like the makeup and yeah you know that kind of stuff I love that take. You're absolutely 100% correct. <laughs> Thank you. The, like, the, I feel like if they made, like, a 2020 remake of this, it would be a little bit with, obviously, better graphics because, you know, blood that comes out is not bright red. <laughs> but I, well, I think that I think that if they went that route with it, mm-hmm. with more of um, – they could make it more realistic without the clay look and bad breastplate look, but it wouldn't be that sexy – thing that you're used to with seeing nudity yeah like i the cuts I think themselves be... even like when her arm and stuff like how well done the prosthetics were that yeah. the actual cuts on her on her skin as something that somebody just you know carved out of clay and then made into latex yeah. um was really i mean that was I don't want to say it was triggering for me, but that was like, well, you know, I've, I've seen that firsthand and yeah. I, that was, that was, that was a little something else. Very, very cool. Um, I like all, I thought all of the practical effects for all the ghosts mm-hmm. looked cool. Like yeah, I thought it, like the, the railroad spikes through the, mm-hmm. the hammer guy, like I thought those looked cool. I thought like the scene at the beginning, the guy that we talked about, mm-hmm. like the guy getting sucked into the car, yeah. that looked really cool. Uh, even yeah, the the lawyer that gets bifurcated through that the was sideways. Awesome. Can we That's talk awesome. about can oh, we talk about awesome. Maggie's joke about that beforehand? <laughs> oh, because yeah. they're in the room and they're they're all talking about that. And Matthew Lillard pops up and he's like, "Oh, this is all crazy." And Arthur's like, "I don't know what's going on." And <laughs> then the you look over and, and the lawyer is gone. And when Maggie goes, "What? The lawyer split?" <laughs> then he gets split in half, and I think it's hilarious that they brought that around. It yeah, is a very good. Uh, <laughs> some good comedic points in it, this. It reminded me of the movie The Cube. Speaking of of, of ghost cubes, where there's yeah. scenes like that, where something tragic happens to somebody, and they know that their life is <laughs> they just got wrecked, and they're still totally conscious of it. And even the design of the house too is very like cube. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. It just kind of comes keeps going and turning and changing. And then all of a sudden, yeah, he gets cut lengthwise in half. And then slowly his front slides down. You could see inside of it. They cut his um, – they did it kind of piece by piece where you see his eyes kind of moving, like his brain's still working because he's just got cut in mm-hmm. half. And then you see his tie fall off in half. <laughs> and then he starts sliding. And I'm like – and it was like a piece by piece, like slow motion movement. Well, the guy that directed this also you know? directed Ghost Ship. I've never seen that. Which uh, there's uh, – the beginning of that movie is a whole party, uh, a dance on a boat. And the entire uh, people who are there at this ball on this boat – get cut lengthwise in half by a, by a cable that snaps and cuts through everybody at the waist high. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they just fall to pieces as they're standing there, except the kid because it goes over his head because oh, he's short. My God. Yeah. Ah! And then that's what prompts the, the haunting of the ship is this whole dance, this whole party gets cut in half at the waist for this flying cable. So there's no surprise. <laughs> Are you just looking like, it up right now, Brett? Are you doing it right now? Yes. <laughs> uh, I believe Gabriel Byrne was in uh, that one. I've seen it pop up uh, a few times, like on maybe on Netflix or something. Yeah. And oh, I, ship. yeah. And I thought about watching it, but. Well, I've now been... I guess we have to. Well, I yeah. remember. It guess came... what we're crying to. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I believe it came out the same weekend that the first Harry Potter movie came out. And I can remember going into the theater and there was some kids standing there in Harry Potter garb. And I remember joking with him, you guys going to go see Ghost Ship? Because, <laughs> like, nobody was going to go see Ghost Ship that no, weekend. Everybody... They were going to go see Harry Potter. <laughs> I think, my, I think my, favorite, my favorite joke of this entire movie is uh, when the lawyer's at the house and uh, they're talking about his uncle. And he's like, oh, and... Kathy looks at, at little Bobby and is like, oh, you have a late uncle. Or no, Maggie says that. She says, she says, oh, isn't it nice you have a late uncle? And he's like, what is he late for? <laughs> and his sister goes, his next birthday. 
Yes, and he goes, that you was mean so he's dead? Good. Yeah, he's late for his next I birthday. Love, I, oh, I've watched this twice oh and I laughed gosh. both times. The- <laughs> his next birthday. <laughs> I'm like, is that where that comes from? Like, I that is like awesome. I, that was my favorite joke of the whole movie. <laughs> so you guys talked about the, so they did this all in prosthetics. Everything ghost that was there was not some computer generated monster. And that has come up several times with um, the rel- the super reliance on CG, especially CG characters, is that they're all muddy and they're all gross. And there seems to be like a backpedal, I think, in CGI creatures and in CGI, um, the way it's used because it can be made so cheaply now that it's very, really muddy. Did you guys see Shazam? I'm gonna yeah. You saw Shazam. Mm-hmm. I, I figured you would have. Shazam? No. Shazam. Yeah, it came out last I think year. Kazam. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is Can we do that Shazam. movie one week? <laughs> and there's actually a very reminiscent in that movie. There's the seven deadly sins that are personified as creatures. Not a damn one of them looks any different than any of them. They're all the same color scheme. They're all this. You couldn't mm-hmm. tell one. You couldn't look at one and say, oh, that's Sloth. That's Wrath. You couldn't tell. They're all just gross they all look like the mucinex <laughs> monsters from oh those commercials so the 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 13 ghosts which you're right 13 is a big number to hit each one of them aesthetically yeah the, you can you could tell that they're 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 folk in costume but they're still no less terrifying and they're yeah. no less um i feel like they look very the, well the, thought out and planned out the, they look like real people yeah and f- i think that's what i think that's a big part of what was terrifying for people at that time is that yes they're prosthetics and you can kind of tell that it's that it's yeah. fake and whatever but but they look like real human beings like people that could come they into are. your and mm-hmm. be under your bed at night the and first come born out of your son is a and, kid dressed in, in like a little cowboy outfit he got shot in the head with yeah. an arrow Mm-hmm. because he was just playing with toys clearly yeah. in the 50s the torso which is funny the torso in the movie is just literally a torso and head wrapped in plastic yeah. in this little short documentary on this dvd they go into at length on how they did it and they got somebody with no legs obviously and the torso's head is not it's it's separate so what they did was they took his head off and they actually had to cgi a neck like a bloody neck and they had it um, superimposed onto the the guy's the body. Huh. It was there, and it back then. I mean, two thousand, two thousand one. That's that's a that's that was huge. a huge yeah. thing to do back then. And they said that a lot of people that were working on their team just couldn't do that scene. Like they had to get some like veterans in there to do it because it was just grossing people out to, to, <laughs> to have to make a, a bloody neck. <laughs> what did you do to work today? I sat on all day and stared at a bloody neck <laughs> wrapped yeah. in plastic. Uh, the Bound Woman, which I mean, they didn't go into too many detail into her. Um, she's tied up, but I can't. I can never tell what she was tied up. I to. can't. I can't tell if she committed suicide because they have something around her neck. Yeah. But the angle of it, I can't. It looked like she died of hanging. Yeah. But Fair I don't know if she was like they didn't show her hands being bound in the beginning until the end yeah. of it, where you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't know what her death was, yeah. but. And, and coming through some of these other ones, like the Torn Prince was a. Uh, he was like a baseball player, like a teenager that yeah. got you know, cut up. The one that 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 was the most horrifying to me. Um, I mean, the, the the hammer is has all these railroad spikes all over his head, which is very reminiscent of pin of Pinhead. The Joggernaut, which is a really big, strong guy. The Jackal was a lady with a cage over her head. But the one that creeped me out the most was the Great Child and the Dire Mother, yep. which was the big fat guy. And the little person that was the mom that was feeding him for some reason. And this comes back to um, the movie seven. uh, I thought the same thing (laughs) and other things that for some reason to me, that is if I'm trying to like, because most of the time, like none of these horror movies takes place in any kind of reality that you can really relate to. But for me, there's something very off putting and, scary to be tied down and force fed until you died like yeah. to me that's one that gets under my skin like oh he got caught up with razors and 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 like okay yeah but like to me that's the that's the one that always gets me that <laughs> yeah. I, and i don't know why and even when it's played for jokes like in the grinch when he's at the who pudding contest and he just keeps shoveling pudding into his face after a while he just gives up and just starts taking whatever he's given 
I don't know why, but there's something that about me just always upset me. And I don't know why. Maybe because I'm a bigger guy. Like, I have no idea. But so those those two ghosts were pretty off-putting to me. Not like yeah. I was like, oh, this is gross. But just, you know, a it giant heart, man hard. baby getting yeah. force-fed till he dies. Like, yeah. And then the, the creepy... I legitimately the, the thought about mother, seven. Was, yeah, with, seven. With that, with this, with with Sloth. Where he force feeds him. Yeah, with that one. Yeah, yeah. And I loved that movie too. It, it's a you know what film. I think it is. It, it's maybe it's because it's like a perversion of something that is generally like good for you because mm-hmm. it's you need to eat to survive. Yeah. So like it's maybe it's like the perversion of like being force fed to do something that mm-hmm. you need to do to the point where it kills you. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. Knowing that somebody that, uh, myself, that has struggled with that his entire adult life, oh. it's weird for me because, yeah, we all have to eat to survive, but, you know, if, if it was like an alcohol problem, I can overcome an alcohol problem, or if it was a drug problem, or a self-harm problem, I can overcome those things. Theoretically. You, theoretically, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um. There's a precedence for that, I guess yes. I should say. So you, you can stop there's, doing there's it. A different, yeah. There's a difference between between food addiction I, and a substance addiction because food you need to live. Yeah, right. exactly. And so That's there, what I'm you, you're not you're not able to just turn your back on it I and say I'm not going to yeah. do this and then mm-hmm. and I can not stay that, away from a bar. I can stay away from people that do recreational drugs. Right. I can't stay out of a chuckarama. <laughs> and well, I you can. can I, you you can. can choose not to go to Chuckarama. <laughs> oh, that's right. There's Golden Corral. <laughs> yeah, good point. But it's, I mean, it's. it's I mean, hard. there's, there's it's, so much it, more behind all of that. Yeah. There's there's so much science backing it up, and there's yeah. so much um, that happens so with your I, brain that triggers all these things. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's why addiction at its core is the same, and behaviors are basically the same, but when it comes to triggers and things that you can't avoid, they're all different. Mm-hmm. And while we all have the same, the same stuff that goes on in our brain when it comes to addiction, we're not able to act the same. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a big, there's a, I knew you big, would have something to say about this. That's what I was <laughs> what? This came Me? up. Oh. Me? Of all people? Oh. What? <laughs> You're smarter than you think. <laughs> oh, not you. <laughs> so that that actually thing. leads into a whole different, a whole different uh, concept too. This movie being there, there was a, a lot of these types of horror movies from this era. To me, looking back at them, has have they have a level of cartoonishness to them. Mm-hmm. It's over the top, but everybody that inhabits these things, they just. Yeah, this is the reality, and they're okay with it. Yep, that's why I say like '90s horror style. Yeah, when you when I say that, you know movies. exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's very it's very different from like the the '70s and '80s slasher films, mm-hmm. where to me, like, you look back, and these horrible things were happening to these teenagers, and they were trapped in a world where nobody was listening to them. So the world was big, but they were feel very isolated. As opposed to this movie, takes place in a giant glass coffin of a house, right? And um, different, you know, you can go different ways with that as if that's something that's really creepy or scary to you or not. And there's a level of, of just goofiness to these, that the eighties slasher films didn't have, they were played straight. And when you start going into this one, uh, the house on haunted Hill, idle hands, um, all these types, like you said, these nineties movies, even, even scream, there is a level of cartoonishness that dropped out that we, we, we mentioned this real briefly before we went on air a year later, the ring came out and that's yeah. a whole different genre of horror mm-hmm. that was something that they, they, to me, they stripped out the cartooniness to it. Yep. They made it more realistic. Yeah. And I could wager as to why maybe things like the Blair Witch did so well and was so well received because you didn't know, the realism was put back into it. Right. So the 13 ghosts, yeah, there's nothing real about anything that they, how they talk to each other, their yeah. realities. There's, there's <laughs> like from the moment, you know, the, the, the ghost hunting team at the beginning, the, the glass menagerie house, none of those things are based in reality, but getting caught up while you're camping 
or anything <laughs> like that. These are things that are re- can really happen yes. to you guys. All I right. can. I got to go. Mm-hmm. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye, Brett. <laughs> Bye, Brett. So yeah, these, these 90s horror movies have this cartoonish element to them, and uh, there's another aspect here that you were talking about yeah. earlier with... So I think I think this one has the cartoonish aspect to it with yeah. like well, you know you think of 90s and 90s uh horror movies and you absolutely think of screaming and slasher and all these kind of other crazy things but then they started doing movies like uh 13 Ghosts and The Sixth Sense where they have this big old plot twist at the end of it. Yes, and, you the know, plot twists. Right. So we have Kalina and whoever her boyfriend was in the beginning who died and so her she's coming through saying I want to I want to free all these spirits and so she's try she's posing as this um this helpful person to the nephew and the family and all this kind of stuff. Then we find out later she's actually just keeping him alive so he can be the thirteenth ghost. Yeah. Plot twist. Well, it wasn't even he he didn't even want to be the thirteenth ghost. Oh no, he, he was needed... he was the thirteenth ghost. So he the, was the nephew was the thirteenth ghost. Yeah, the nephew was yeah. the thirteenth so ghost. So he's she's keeping him alive because he's she's helping his family so that he can be the thirteenth ghost. See, I and thought that then, from what I gathered was that he, he went through all of this so he can so he can get Tony Shalhoub to sacrifice himself so Tony Shalhoub could be the twelfth the thirteenth ghost. That way, oh the Cyrus devil, did, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what Cyrus did. Yeah, so it Cyrus was all did, an absolutely. elaborate, absolutely. But yeah. you see Kalina in the beginning, and she's she's looking at Cyrus and it's like, how could you do all this kind of stuff to these people? Blah blah blah. As she, this big activist, and then, and then her 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 appearance with this family, with Arthur's family, the nephew's family. Which looking back, she you should have up. known right away. Oh, I got him from a side hatch that's now closed. Of course it is. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> and, and I was thinking while well, every all the panels were going up slowly, something like, okay, maybe it popped. Yeah, buy it for a second. Right, it's a, absolutely, it's a, 100%. an easy way to get a character Oh, yeah, in this there. is why I'm saying I just lower my expectations, and here we are. Mm-hmm. It makes everything work out for me. But, you know, so she, she's helping she's helping the family, and she's like, da-da-da. But in reality, you find out later because Cyrus pops up, and we're like, where the, where'd you come from? And then they kiss, and I, I, I was taken aback. I said, what is this? What the hell? <laughs> and then, right, and so he... Cyrus asks her what's going on. She's like, I did everything you wanted me to. Why are you so mad? I'm like, what is this? What is this plot twist? <laughs> then I find out later, and I didn't even think about this until, of course, the end of it. But the end of it, Cyrus pops up when when the nephew is looking at his kids bound in the middle with all the ghosts around about that to go jump clever. into the eye. That was yeah, yeah. He's so counting. He's, yeah, so he's yeah. wearing the glasses, and he's counting, he's counting these ghosts. Wait a he's like... But I see Cyrus. Why are you here? Yeah. If I'm the 13th ghost, then he takes his glasses off and he's still there. And I. Yeah. The the glasses (laughs) aspect of this film was really cool to where you can only see the ghosts wearing these special glasses. And I wish they would have leaned into that just a little bit more because I think that was a really good, really cool plot device because the original movie was in 3D. So it's like, how can we do that now? And so that's how they kind of came up with these glasses. And I really wish they would have leaned into that more, like really have play with that a little bit more. Yeah. But I mean, that's just my with a little bit more of the whole uh, yep. not, when not having glasses on. So people are getting yep. thrown up without seeing the actual Correct. ghost. Yeah, definitely. I t- totally agree with that. You know, I see this plot twist at the end and then Kalina gets crushed by these two panels and she's like, what yeah. is going on? Well, sacrifices. Yep. necessary for greatness no. <laughs> and then he pops off his glasses and we see he's he still Uncle sitting Cyrus there with the like, glasses off like oh uh, shit yeah I, <laughs> and keep in mind i've not seen this movie in years so I, yeah. I didn't i did not see any of this coming and i was like get him yeah i didn't i didn't see it coming because i had no idea what i was walking into right for sure <laughs> so these plot twists have happened you know in these in these kind of movies especially when you've seen the sixth sense that's a that's a, definitely a big one you know I felt um, this was definitely a softer area of that because Sixth Sense was just kind of a slap in the face. It was like a big tumbling Sixth wall. Sixth Sense was that was one of those like event movies. Like yeah. you had to be there. Like that was a huge deal. Yeah. And it was a really big watershed movie, and I think that helped lead uh, horror movies as a whole away from this haunted house, uh, cartoonish type of horror to more existential and really take the really get it focused more down to a human 
a relatable place because there's really not much you can relate to in this movie. Right. And it really is. If you look around, if you look at, at some of the, the big name horror movies, in that area, it really changed after this. Yeah. I think part of that had to do with just the way that what audiences were wanting, like we were just talking about with the, with the sixth sense. Um, this something movie, different, something, yep. something, something, I think, I think a lot of the slasher movies were just like, Oh, these people are going to die. That person's going to die. What do you yeah. like? We, yeah, the it's, horror we're like, movies we're were, done. Yeah. That was just a big gory bloodbath. It was right. a thing. Then Give me a story. these, yeah. And then these 13 ghosts types of films were, yeah, they, they had their elements to it. Yeah. And then you get, so remember this movie came out in October, 2001. So a month and a half after nine 11, which we, we were in this series, in this show, we, we, we go back to that moment because, I mean, obviously it changed so many different things and movies were no no different. The horror movies coming out of this were so much different now. We mentioned this a few months ago with The Ring and Saw a couple of years after that, like a little bit more intimate, a little bit more uh, personal, personal. Um, they relied really heavy on the slow burn. And I think yes. that that's to me, I, Brett didn't, doesn't really, didn't really like the ring. Um, I thought that the ring or the grudge, those types of movies, they scared the crap out of me because I have no context of a big clockwork building like this. Right. I've never been into a building like that before. I have no, nothing to refer it to, but a lot of these movies like, What's the scary thing in the house? Oh, this cabinet is pretty scary, and we're going to show it on screen for an hour until something happens. <laughs> right. Uh, and that is terrifying. Yeah. Um, and and I enjoy stuff like that where they have a slow burn, where oh where we gosh. talk about, and then and then we talk about context. There was this one movie that I watched um, a few years ago. It was called House. Okay. It was a horror movie, and yeah. it, like it it was these people. I think they were the five people were paid a million dollars or going to whoever got out yeah. alive, whatever the case was. You know, and then it basically showed House all on of Haunted them. Hill is what. Yeah, yeah it was similar to that. It was similar to that, but it like that's the premise of that. Film. And it showed all of their like backstory and trauma. Mm-hmm. And so um, I haven't been able to find it House. lately, so I can rewatch it. But it's um, but it was it was very well done. I feel, and it was it, but it gave me that relatability. It gave me mm-hmm. that relatability with each person and saying, yeah. oh, I could be in that house. Mm-hmm. I could be in this. I could be dead mm-hmm. tomorrow. Like whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's. I think that's part of the reason that Paranormal Activity did so well was because it was based in a house, mm-hmm. in a, an apartment that looked yeah. like anybody's these, these, house. These are not, yeah, big spooky houses that you'll right. never go to. Yeah. This is your apartment. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of, I'm a, I was a huge fan of the Blair Witch Project, and I'm a huge fan of movies, especially the Paranormal Activities. Yeah. I thought that was just absolutely genius because it is more of a relatable thing, especially like in the third or fourth one where they're using the 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 patterns that your xbox will make if you look yeah if you look in a yeah if um you look at under an infrared camera or an infrared uh thing you'll see those uh xbox things will cast like a grid over a a room and that's how they see people moving to move the characters they used that in the movie and like all the so you see these there's like laser patterns on the wall these lights that are on the wall and all of a sudden they're moving because somebody is walking in place of it it's fascinating That's to me. Awesome. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of those types of flicks. Um, and I thought the the Ring and the Grudge and Saw were just... I loved the Saw series. Saw's, oh, they were so much fun. Like, after you got past the first one, which again, a slow burn, existential... You know, after a while, they just turned into to body gore, like, like yeah. hostile and stuff like that. But still, the specifically the, the ring and the grudge and then the first saw was like you've been to places like this before you this this is scary stuff there was a movie uh came out called black water i believe black water that I sounds believe, right yeah with jenner i believe it was jennifer Connolly, and it takes place in a hotel and the scary thing in the movie is a black stain on the ceiling this is not a giant mechanical house. This is a black stain. I love it. Yeah. And, and see, the, those are the kind of movies that I like. The ones that, that tell me mm-hmm. a story and they, they give me the backstory. Like, mm-hmm. I I want a second movie to tell me the story of all of the 12 ghosts. I think that was great. These Actually, ghosts 11, are great. Yeah, know, 11 ghosts. Yeah. Scenes. Yeah. They're ter- just but yeah, crazy. I want to know all of their stories. I want to, yeah. All where, you know, did, was the juggernaut, uh, was he, did he get killed there at the, at the, 
at the at junkyard. The junkyard? Is that where he? Who knows? Yeah, yeah no, I first, love that. Yeah, the torn princess. I like mm-hmm. we the oh, or the torn prince. The, I mean, like I want to know torn, him, yeah. and then you know the bound woman. I want to know the actual storyline behind yes. that. The I love it. The hammer. What? Okay, did he just? I don't know what's going on. Did, did he, he just get like, into- <laughs> like? Did he just get like? I don't know how he got all of those railroad spikes kind of everywhere i just it's a i want a little a over the top but it's still fast it's still right and i want the story behind it the yeah <laughs> so the movies that give me the story behind those kinds of things i love those. yes no this would be great and this would actually be a i'm really surprised that like a, a company like hulu or netflix hasn't picked this type of thing up yeah and have ran with it because you have a whole right there a whole story you have, you have an plenty of material movie. there. Yeah, you can do a whole movie. You could do a whole series. You could totally do. You could. All oh, you could totally do a series on that. We can have an hour long episode the on each ghost. Yep. You have an entire series. Yep. You don't even have to bill it as the 13, 13 ghost series. Yeah. You can do it and not even know that that's what you're talking about. Or right. take one of these ghosts and make a whole movie and not even know that that's what you're talking about. Yeah. And still lead into this. 100%. 100%. Um, I've got a, some homework Hello, for Netflix you. Netflix needs to figure yeah. it out. Dear Netflix. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Make this happen for me, please. I actually have some homework for you because if you like slow burn movies. Oh, I'm so excited right And now. if you like. Um, uh, now, this one, it's in the it's, it's actually really easy to find. They've made fun of it on like Mystery Science Theater before uh, on Rift Tracks. But if you like twists and like the slow burn thing, um, there's a movie called Carnival of Souls. It's really good. Um, now it was made in the '60s, and it um, uh, a, a lady survives a car crash into into a, a river, and it's the way her life changes after the fact. She's an organist uh, at a church, and uh, did she see the face of God and get scared? She. <laughs> It's it's for, for be. being for uh for something a little bit more kooky and out there. Yeah, Carnival of Souls. It's really good. Make sure you you watch the one from the 60s. I will. Um cuz they did remake it later, but that wasn't this it, it took uh, a part of it takes place like in a building that still stands called the Salt Air and it's in Salt Lake City. Have you ever been to have you ever been to Salt Lake City? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So out there out there on the Salt Lake, there is a a concert venue called the Salt Air. I've seen it. I went there and it's a concert venue, but years ago it was like a real fancy, like bougie place that rich people hung out at. And wow. when they filmed this movie in the sixties, it was just sitting there abandoned and they filmed it. My filmed friends it. in Salt Lake, go check it out. Go please. check that. Check out the salt. Now it's like a little, just a crappy, uh, crappy concert venue, but it was still neat to go see it. Yeah. And I, if you want to look something that's kind of like, it's got some twists to it and, and a little bit something different, but, kind of like that slow burn stuff but yeah. like way back in the day i, I highly that. recommend i highly recommend oh, the yeah. carnival i'm in it i'm gonna find it um so i i really liked your what you were talking earlier about before we went on air about the ghosts themselves and some of their backstories and wanting to like kind of put it in ourselves to yeah what I we wanted- thought <laughs> Did you have anything that you I had wanted? no idea. I didn't I yeah. I figured <laughs> I figured I'd look at it and be like, oh well what about this? Uh, so like you've got the firstborn son that was he's dressed as a cowboy. He's got an arrow through his head. So he was playing cowboys and Native Americans is what we'll go with. Yep. Um and he gets at some point, you know, I'm sure his older brother or somebody shot him in the head. Maybe he's playing <laughs> William Tell. Well I'm wondering like I'm wondering that. if this is like a, a I'm thinking like an eagle soccer mom birthday party <laughs> style that is super racially insensitive oh. because we don't understand how things. Oh, work. so we'll make this okay. So we'll, we'll let's bring we're gonna this, make this wave. We're up. gonna bring this into 2019. So yeah, very very. No, very, but they they would do that in 2001. Don't tell me they oh, wouldn't. No, no, oh no, yeah. oh definitely they would yeah, have done that. Exactly. So, yeah. so, so they're having I'm a racially like, especially so they're back having then. A, a cowboys and Native Americans party. And a kid gets gets shot in the <laughs> they're, forehead. They're doing good while that happens. But yeah. Oh, I'm done. Um, okay, the, the torso. The torso was... All I can think of Dexter. That's all I can think of was it's, Dexter. Yeah, it's, it's a body wrapped in plastic. It's one of Dexter's, it's one of Dexter's victims. It came back right. to life in his pants. And here we are. He's got no legs. 
you know, they're not going to, they're not going to film the walking dead for a few more years. So he doesn't have any job <laughs> as a, a legless person. Right. This poor guy that didn't have any legs and no head, no, no arms, no nothing. Oh no, he had arms. He had yeah. Arms. He had arms and that was it. Oh, uh, man. the bound woman was, uh, was the, I feel like I, my, my guess with that one was that she was, she went to prom. Okay. And she had this date and they had sex and she regretted it and was really upset about it. And he talked to another girl. And so she killed herself over it. Oh, that's mine. Oh, I know. I, I, was, like <laughs> I was just thinking just a, a, B, a BDSM segment that went wrong. Oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, no, the poor guy <laughs> killed her. Oh, yeah. Yuck. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. So we know the wilted lover, which is Tony Shalhoub's wife. Um. The Torn Prince. I still can't figure out the Torn Prince. I mean, he has a baseball bat. And I'm like, yeah, are he's, you so just... he's a teenager. He looks like he's like a teenager from the 80s or excuse me, from the 50s. He has a baseball bat. He's got all ripped up. Did he get thrown? Was it a crash? Like, cause they, this kid's in the 50s. All yeah. they did was like make out in the back of cars and then drag race them. That's right. All, apparently, that's all you did. In maybe. Oh, well, maybe he was drugged behind a car because oh, he maybe. was because he was it the was all star. Because he was the all-star person got and the it. person who drug him behind the car wanted his yep. spot. There we Boom. got it. Boom. Done. We already talked about the angry, angry princess, princess being super I, I want to leave it just apologize. the way that it is because that you couldn't fix it. Yeah. The pilgrimess was literally a... I think that she was this super strong woman in her time and men were super threatened and so they called her a witch. Yeah, because she's, yeah, she's, she's in stocks, which weren't... Yeah. And, you know, again, it was, you know... What's I don't know, a, a medieval, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, um, a, a Renaissance festival yeah. gone awry. <laughs> <laughs> the great child and the dieter mother. We, we got that. that. The hammer. Uh, I'm still trying to figure that one out. Okay, so like a bunch of lights <laughs> just went off here in the studio. I think we pissed off somebody. <laughs> Dear ghosts, we are so sorry we are so for sorry. disrespecting you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> No, seriously, you guys, the studio, like half the lights is, yeah, we're going to die. Oh, crap. Um, I love that both of us looked like, oh, good. All right. Well, crap. And I think Is that it, because we're I, coming up to the juggernaut? Maybe that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and if we've learned anything from movies like Scream, we're not virgins, so we're the first to die. Yeah. I don't want anything oh, to do crap. with that. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm totally uh, Chase. Um <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask my uh, 12-year-old or my 5-year-old. Um, nope. Let's see. <laughs> so then we've got, yeah. So he literally fell. He had a horrible DMV supply accident. <laughs> uh, the jackal. Uh, she's the lady with a cage she, on her head. She makes me, she's just from a Saw movie, I feel. Like, yeah, she, she she's escaped just that saw, one. Yeah, it, she totally looks like one of the boxes from Saw. She does, yeah. The one totally. where, where it's the one where she puts her hand down the, with the glass shards to the, get the mm -hmm. key and the acid and stuff. Yeah, oh, that's where God. I'm Yep, there she goes. There's the yep. jackal. Uh, the juggernaut is. I the... think he was just a super angry or a super suppressed angry man. That wanted to kill everybody because he couldn't get laid. Do, 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 do. There is and a safety. And this is where you end up. With. Yeah, boom. <laughs> Toxic masculinity in Toxic, ghost form. That is totally. There is a, a short uh, safety film that they made, I believe in the 70s, called Shaking Hands with Danger. If you're a fan of Mystery Science Theater or anything like that, uh, they cover this a lot. And it's so funny. Shaking hands with danger, and it was it made by fantastic. Yeah, Can and I, I do believe it? uh do 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 yeah, definitely pull that up. It's great, uh, especially the music from the short. And so the juggernaut, I think, was shaking hands with danger, and he got into a, a construction accident. <laughs> I love uh, it. <laughs> and That's then great. the broken heart was supposed to be Tony Shalhoub, and it ended up being the girl, yeah. his friend. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, you know what? I would be remiss. I did want to mention something that struck me. It almost, I almost had to pause the movie because um, you guys know me. I, and, and that's why you and I get along so well. We both can pick these things and like fall to pieces over these things. That other oh, people yeah. will just jump over. The other than what you mentioned earlier about the, the, the angry princess being uh, a, a tragic story. I think the most tragic part of this movie really wasn't the the wilted lover, which was Tony Shalhoub's wife. What really got me and 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 stopped me in my tracks was when 
she that that one character was holding Matthew Kalina. Lillard. Yeah, when it was holding Matthew Lillard down. Mm-hmm. And he's breaking down because he's a psychic and he sees the future. He sees the pain that these ghosts went through. Yeah. And he said, don't touch me. You know that that's his life and yeah. that he doesn't touch people because he can feel. And um, when she when she called him a, par- uh, a parasite, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks and says, in case you haven't noticed, I'm a freak. Yeah. And these are the things every time I get close to somebody mm-hmm. that's dead, mm-hmm. I see and I relive their life. Mm-hmm. And I'll, oh my, gosh. my heart. Ugh. Yeah. And of course, you're going to chase after money at that point. Why not? Yeah. yeah. I'm not mad yeah. at it. No, I wasn't you mad know? at it and at all. It, well, in the beginning and of it, when, when Arthur so touches tragic. him and he sees Gene, that's, yeah. that's the moment where he's mm-hmm. like, I have to help this family. Mm-hmm. I have to help them mm-hmm. because I'm seeing, because I captured Mm-hmm. His wife. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't know that at the time. Exactly. Says, like, I, exactly. No, I was yeah. just collecting ghosts. For oh man, when, but you just see him. Oh my gosh, my oh. heart. Yeah, you just see him break down. He just he, yeah, he sold this movie. And so it made me, much. it made me feel like, um, because if you if you're an empath, and you feel other people's feelings, and you feel kind of other people's energies and that kind of stuff, watch this movie mm-hmm. and just watch that part, mm-hmm. especially like that will explain everything and it will make you, you feel like you're not, you're not alone and mm-hmm. you're not a freak. You're not crazy. Any of these kind of things. Like if you, if, if you watch that scene for that, perhaps, I, I totally forgot about that. I'm so glad you brought it up for that reason. That's it so just hit me like, Oh shoot. yeah. Yeah. The whole, so good. So good. And it, it made me think, cause I'm an empath too. So I feel people's energies and I feel people's mm-hmm. feelings and that kind of stuff. So, when that part happened, I'm like, I broke down and cried. Of mm-hmm. course I did. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So here we are. But he, it was, and he, Matthew Lillard did such a good job. He did. He's so, he, he moted literally everything. He overacted. Yeah. He like, he knew he was in a cartoon of a horror movie. And yeah. he's like, you know what? He went full on. He Tony did. Shalhoub didn't do that. Uh-uh. Uh, Shannon Elizabeth didn't do that. Nobody did. The, the, the nanny did. Oh, uh, I think Maggie's my Maggie buddy. Maggie did it. She's a rapper, she's and she in it. sold it too. Mm-hmm. But, but Matthew Lillard just—oh my gosh, just yeah, so good. Wow, so so so. I was so, so, so impressed good. with that. Yeah, he it was just amazing. Um, yeah, empath empathy t- to that respect. Being an empath to me, I'm always on the fence of that because like, there's no scientific basis for that. There's nothing that's you can't measure that in somebody. Mm-mm. You just know, and you can't really. Yeah, there's there's zero uh, scientific evidence for that until you meet somebody who's an empath, and then your your world is rocked. I have a friend of mine that lives in Oregon that I can barely speak to, because she is so much of an empath that I can't allow myself to be that vulnerable and talk to her yeah. for any length of time mm-hmm. because I feel guilty because I know that she's feeling this quiet storm behind my, my eyes that she yeah. can see that. And I feel guilty. And on many occasion, I've wanted to reach out to her. like, look, this is why uh, I, I don't feel like I can be close to you. As Have a you told her that? Because I want to, and do I it. haven't yet do it. because I don't want her to think that like, eh, do whatever, it. but um, no. Yeah. When you meet an empath and I think that's why you and I, uh, like I said, get along well together too. Cause we see these things that are really, they, they stop us. Like I get stopped in my tracks. So many, a song, um, oh, something that somebody will say, there's certain streets in this town. I can't drive down. Yeah. Buildings. I can't look at because for all just several different reasons. And so to see somebody with empathic abilities, so raw like that was mm-hmm. just fascinating. And yeah. it was really refreshing to see. Yeah. And it was, and he was, was, one it of was the put as, as, a, as a psychic and as a, I, I think it's here. He's played as know. a, as a, a low key villain, a comedy relief, right. just a, a, a name. Cause in 2001, he was a name he that was, they could yeah. bring to the thing, bring to the movie. Yeah. But damn, it's holy good. smokes. Right. Holy smokes. I agree. So, I'm glad that, that for a horror movie, this is the one that we did first. Yay! Um, I, uh, <laughs> whoa, okay. <laughs> um, I, I'm glad that this was, was brought, I don't want to, I don't want to sound eager to, I'm glad this was brought to my attention. I'm just, You're I, I welcome. grateful. Yeah. <laughs> I am grateful for the opportunity to I sit will and not watch be this humble about I would that. not have sat and watched this. Um, I just would have not have. So, um, this was a lot of fun. 
any closing remarks you want to do a, to a soft sell on this movie um just go watch like it yeah it's so good do yourself a favor it was a big deal i, I guess it I can't say that it was a big deal but it was something that a lot of people will talk about but not like it's never their scariest movie they've ever seen no. it's never a movie that they all love if you were to ask somebody their top 10 nobody's going to say 13 ghosts but going into some research for this i was hard pressed to find somebody that just like laughed at it like oh my gosh that movie is terrible people actually really do enjoy seeing this and i and i know we probably spoiled a lot and we didn't do a spoiler warning but i mean Oops. you've listened to us before you know how we do it's the, we're, yeah. it's a, it's we're a, gonna spoil 20 year old 18 year old movie yeah, it's we, fine guys we, that's this is what we do here at the be kind rewind um chrissa as always it's an, an absolute pleasure having you uh this is always a lot of fun um anybody you want to say hello to i yeah, you're the most enthusiastic person about this project almost as much as me. So that's what makes hey, it awesome. Hey, here we are. Any, <laughs> any, any, anything you want to say? Any, uh, any closing? Any, anyone you want to say hello to? Closing remarks to? I just want to say. I put you on the spot. You did. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I just. Uh, I love you guys. That's all. <laughs> that's all there is to it. I love you guys for listening. I love you guys for supporting both of us in in every way that you can. And uh, that means everything so. to me. And with that, I will leave you the last words of Maggie in the movie. Ooh. And for me, I'm on the first fucking plane back to Dork. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. Family, Kathy, Bobby, Uncle, Ghost. I am sick of this nanny shit. I've had it. This was not in the job description. I quit. <laughs> I quit. Tell me that's not oh my gosh well thank you so much for listening you guys uh, uh I, another reminder too that we do have that little tip jar on the eavesdrop.com uh the the link to the show um if you want to chip in a little bucks a couple bucks um that would be most appreciated if not i'm we're just very thankful for you guys listening uh, we love you uh, with all of our hearts, and we will see you next time with something just as fun. Oh, and by the way, feel free, if you're listening to this, even if you're listening to this a year from now, please feel free to drop us a line to get a hold of us. Um, put some movies on our radar. Uh, we're always looking for, for new flicks and new things to check out that people hate but you love because your story is my favorite story and Chris's favorite stories as well. So... Um, we love you and we'll see you next time. 